This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? It's uh, time for Strangers in a Stranger Land. I'm Tara the DM. I will be your host this evening. Uh, before we begin, just a few things. We are for mature audiences. Your discretion is advised. Also, we do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as vaping. Oh, wait, that's your line, Alice. Fuck it, I'm already <laughs> halfway through it. Just because we do it doesn't mean you should. We want you to be happy and healthy. Do as we say, not as we do. Lock. Hi, gamers. I'm Locke Clark, and I'm going to take a moment and talk to you about our musicians. Those lovely and talented people who make the highs high and the lows low. They heighten all of our experiences and make the whole damn game better. Tonight, our musicians are Kevin McLeod, Jeff Harbour, Twergar, and our very own Patrick Taylor. Thanks, Peculiar Patrick. Thanks, Locke. This program is made possible by contributions to our Patreon from viewers like you. Thank you. Should you like to contribute to our Patreon, please visit patreon.com forward slash WOT Dice. There you will find more content such as After the Rolls, a show where we talk about the current seasons of shows premiering on the Will of the Dice Twitch channel. We also have monthly merchandise drawings for our subscribers. Also, the next 16 people that uh, subscribe will get a free uh, table shaker die from uh, Red Panda Dice and Delights. We've been calling them 55 millimeter. I'm curious. I'm getting my calipers. I'm going to measure. I want to know exactly how big these are. If I can find my calipers. There they are. Dun, dun, dun. They are, in fact, 33 millimeters, but they're still big chunking dice. So, uh, you can get a free one, uh, subscribe. It helps us out, you know, do the thing. Yeah, don't, don't blame Red Panda for our mistakes. Yeah, it's our mistake. We're, we're the ones who said that number, not them. All right, let's go ahead and do introductions. Hi everybody, it's me, Kendall the Human. I am the voice of Reeve, the Minotaur fighter. We are both a he-him, and you can find myself, uh, not Reeve, because Reeve's not on social media, but you can find me on Twitter, at Kendall's Dumb, and on Blue Sky and Instagram, at Kendall the Human. It's me. Um, hi everybody, this is Christina, the voice of Sid. Um, 
You can find me on Twitter at Tia Morskaskulo. I'm sorry, I'm brain dead today. Hey everybody, I'm Ren Matley, she, her. Tonight I'm gonna to be voicing Ray Laurie, also she, her. Ray Laurie is a siren. She's got elf-like features, pale, slightly shimmery blue skin, long black wavy hair, and deep blue eyes. You can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. New hair, who dis? Um, I'll tell you who is. Hi everyone, I'm Alice, the voice of Quinn, both she and her, a a coyote ardling um, of the roguish variety, who still doesn't believe in ghosts, and has been proven right, as of last session, in her mind at least, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Cap'n Cupcake. Hi gamers, I remain Lot Clark until someone else decides uh, and you can find you, you can find me here playing Merp von Merpington, who is a he they, and I am a he him, and I'm getting this all in the wrong orders, and that's okay. Merp is a five foot ten, blue gray feline ardling, uh, who follows a uh, a heretofore unheard of deity, the great and powerful Merp. And you can find me on the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock. H. Hello everyone, it's me, Patrick, a he they playing Aldoon Farthweather, a bard by choice. Aldoon is a six foot tall green dragonborn. He's determined to become a council funded musician and he just wants to make it through this adventure alive. And you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. And I'm Tear the DM, I'm the world's okayest DM, and you can find me on Twitter at Tear underscore the underscore DM. I'm in bad shape tonight. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to tell it. I'm, I'm, my mental health is trash. My pain levels are off the chart. If I survive tonight, there's a God. That's all I'm saying. Uh, before we begin, our safe word tonight is porcelain. If you need to use it, please do. We will pause, address whatever has required you to use the word, and try to get back at it. I don't know how long this game will be. I'm sorry. It, it may not be long. See how it goes. Um. But yeah, any last requests before we get going? Not the face. The All face. Right. You gotta make up your mind. No, my request is the face. Okay. My request. But you got is enough of that last night. So, to take any uh, ones that you were gonna put in my face and give it to his face. No, no, last night was the hot. I get the face today. Why is my music not playing? I mean, I did try to fix it. His face? His heart. Oh. Hold on a second. Tech gremlins. Tech gremlins. Yum. I thought you were going to say down on the farm, so, you know, yum works. <laughs> so I don't know in my head with the Red Robin jingle, I don't know why. I don't know if it's still on their menu, but at one point they had a mac and cheeseburger that was so good. Fortunately, the actual song playing in my head right now, we don't have royalties to, so I couldn't have sang... What? 
a song about <gasps> tech gremlins. There's music! Yay, the music Woo! exists. When last we left the party, they had found themselves aboard a ghost ship. Or at least they thought it was a ghost ship. Turned to be they were creatures of the deep that was manipulating their mind, feeding off their psychic energy before attempting to devour their flesh. They had made it through that adventure and survived, but I would not say they're in a better situation as they are aboard the wreckage of a ship caught in the reef. This is where our story continues. And this is where we discover, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? The sky is painted with hues of blues and purples. The sun beginning to set the stars beginning to appear countless above you, reflecting on the soft waves of the ocean. Night is falling, and with it comes a bitter chill. See, I told you ghosts weren't real. All right, all right. Revel in your, um, how you say, um, I told you so's later. We need to get to the land. We are not, not on land. Correct. Yes, but if our estimates are correct, we also almost four days swim from land. I can't swim that far. Huh. I mean, I do not have to swim, but I, it is four days would be taxed. Is there enough? Wait, so we're on like a ruined are we just on land, or I thought we were on, like, part of a ruined boat, so... You're on a boat. You're on a ship, yeah. actually. It's large. A ruined boat, yeah. like, on a reef. Yeah, so there should be enough wood here to couple together a, a raft and makeshift sail, wouldn't you think? Are, are you a carpenter? You know how to make a raft? I can take wood from one place and put it somewhere else, if that's what you mean. I mean, I'm I've, a smith. It's I've similar. I've line before, but okay. Really? Hmm. <laughs> Huh. I thought I was original. Okay, so we make ref. And, um... Uh, again, I don't think... Does anybody know how to, um, you know... Uh, prima sale? I, I, I thought, like, or... Yeah, that would be my... He said sail. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh. Or what? No. no, he said he could He could move wood from one place to another. I... Yes, but he said make a, she, make a ref with a sail. Yes? This oh. is what you say, yes? So you know how to use a sail, too? You put it on a stick and hope for the best. I don't know. I think that's how this works. I mean, you could do it. I don't know if that's the right way to do it. I think paddles would be better. Yes, or. Or what? That is what he said. Or is made for smithing, not woodwork. 
You well, see, Ursula? you're thinking of... You keep mistaking or as an OR for some things, and you're thinking right now of or ORE. We're talking about or OAR. I'm, I'm sorry, who, who's a whore? I said, Wood, um, how about you point out the pieces that are good? I'll go get some wood. I'll come with you. I'll do we'll kind of follow behind Reeve. Oh, Rolari, is there any, like, seaweed or anything around here we could use, like, rope? I could dive down and look. It's just I'll go look for some actual rope. Uh, I, will need help. I will need help getting back up after. Jay, okay. So, uh... Even though I know it's not the greatest idea, given what we know is in the water, I guess Raylari's going down to take a look. Okay. Make an investigation check. All right. We can lash the raft together with that thing's entrails. There we go. It's better than using hair from your back to rope together sea turtles. No, it's not a good roll. Seven. Too busy. It's it, it uh you travel downward for quite a while, but there's nothing. All right, I'll swim back up and call up to the others from the water. Oh. Well, we've we've all got like different lengths of rope and maybe there's some spare rope somewhere on this ruined ship that they used to hitch sails and stuff there might also be a sail now that I think about it alright let's get you out of water yes? yeah yeah and I think between Sid and I we should be able to pull you up on deck I have a plus one strength me too are you lowering rope to them or you're several decks up. Oh, oh hey, this you know, is a large I'll... ship. Uh, no, I'll I'll just fly down and get her. Okay. I have that power. And Quinn's looking for rope. All right, give me an investigation check. Henry Laurie is now laying on the deck, trying to dry her tail. Sid will loan you his blanket to help. Investigation bonus is... That's a 12. You do not find any rope. Oh, no, Sid. It's going to be cold tonight. You need your blanket. Oh, I, I mean... He's going to point to his fur. I couldn't find any extra rope. Map has 50 feet. Jess? Don't know if this is enough. I have some string. Merp size get big. Do not sound Merp with string. <laughs> I mean, I also have about 50 feet of rope, but I don't know how much we're going to need. I've never made a raft before. 
as the night comes into full effect, the sky turning that deep purple hue, the twin moons dancing across their silver light, reflecting in the ebb and flow of the water. The temperature is dropping even further. I hate to say it, but perhaps we should find a way to keep warm. We'll keep all of you warm anyway. The cold really doesn't bother me much. We can try again in daylight. See if we can find one of these rooms that's more... less decayed than others? Do we have a bunch of torches that we could possibly pile into... Uh, center mass small campfire I don't know if a fire would be a good idea given that we are on what is left of a wooden ship in the middle of the water were it to catch I, I fear all of you would end up in the water and while I could help one of you swim at a time I am not strong enough to hold all of you up How about some of us go find the kitchen? Maybe we can find like a big pot to build a little fire in. Then it won't be on the wood. That is a good idea. Mark, go look for kitchen. I guess I'll look for a room. Investigation checks, you two. Mark has advantage with uh, Sid helping, right? Is that much better? <laughs> I rolled the same number twice. <laughs> Yay, advantage. <laughs> it's a good number. Don't get me wrong. Alright, Merp. 17. You find the galley. I look for a large pot or something else suitable to build a fire inside without setting the boat on fire. You do find a very large pot, about three foot deep and about two and a half foot in diameter. Oh, these, these all work good, yes. Yeah. Roll a check to fight the urge to sit in it. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a oh, joke. no, no, no. I was like, Sid's gonna totally try to sit in it before we go. What are you talking about? Carrie, sit in the pot back to everybody. <laughs> Quinn, what did you roll? 30-20. You find the captain's quarters. Ooh. They are intact, because they are at the prow of the ship that is caught on the reef. And have not been waterlogged. She's going to enthusiastically gasp and run back to everybody. Guys, guys, guys. Jace, look, we found the pot. Oh, nice. That'll fit perfectly fine in the captain's quarters. Oh, how very fancy. Yes, this will be nice. Yes, we'll make a nice night of it then. 
Kim nods enthusiastically. And we will drag the pot behind you, which you lead us <laughs> to, to the captain's quarters. They are not opulent by any means, but they are well decorated. They are well furnished. There is a king size bed. There is two couches, several comfortable chairs. There is a fireplace with the familiar red gemstone in the center that you have seen before that could magically summon fire. And there's even a silver cloche with a green jewel on top. I wonder what that does. Did you think these magic still works? Only one way to find out. She's going to touch the red gem. I, Fire I, roars to life. I think I have heard of, of these. Watch. Um... Crab cake. And Merp touches the green gem. Okay. The green gem will glow. And then I'll remove the cloche. There are several steaming crab cakes. <laughs> are, are they safe to eat? Oh, oh yes. This is magic. It is. Uh, it make whatever food you ask. Oh, okay. Uh, you said don't eat anything or drink anything unless oh, yes, Merp... Sure. Okay. Mm. Purify. I think that's how Merp cast a spell too. Merp just sort of waves a hand at it. Purify. <laughs> <laughs> For every spell. <laughs> um, and then Merp goes to tell the others taking a crab cake to eat. I'll uh, back. I, I'm going to go tell Aldun and 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 Reeve. And then Merp points at himself and goes, Purify. And Merp misty steps. <laughs> <laughs> out of the room to where they are. Ah. Hello. Oh, hello. Um, we have found the warm room and foods. Um, how are you guys doing with the woods? Well, there's there's a lot of it. You are gripping it well, Chase. Well, yeah, I'd say I've got a pretty sturdy grip. Of, you know, I'm good with swords. I used to be a blacksmith. I got a pretty tight grip. Have you have you have you laid out your wood to see how much wood you have? Not yet. All right. Do you want to take a break? Come have um, come have foods. There's. There's food. Have food, whatever you want. I made <sighs> crab cakes. Lead on. Reeve will run to the food. Uh, yeah, I, I, I lead you back to the captain's quarters. So, so Quinn, do you think that Murph remembered to check on Rolari and see um, if she still has a tail? As, as Sid eats a crab cake. Oh, yeah, I forgot she had a tail. Sorry, I get distracted by her face and talents <laughs> at times. I'm just saying, that fishtail does it for me, so. Well, you want to eat her. 
And not and in the way that don't... I want to. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> Sorry. Look, everyone, I found the Reeve in the Altoons. Where's my Lori? I'm on my way to do this. I had to, you know, they were very excited by food. I had to bring them. Now, if you'll excuse me, purify. <laughs> and her misty steps to where Lori is. Hello, Raylaris. Here, am I dry enough to have legs yet? Not yet. Oh, uh, we we need to speed this process up, Jess. Um, Unfortunately, have... without the sun to dry me out, it it does take a bit longer. Um, especially with all this mist. If um, may I? It depends what you're going to do. Pick you up. I suppose, if you're able. All right. Um, we are going to move as fast as I can, because I'm not very strong, so I can't carry you for an you know, extended period of time. But it gives. And I, I pick Rilari up, and I point at myself and go, Purify! And cast Long Strider so I can run faster. <laughs> okay. This joke's going to get old very fast, but I'm going to milk it for a minute more. No, I thought that Wanna? was. <laughs> the Bastion is sneaking into your voice. Uh, hey, look, no, I don't know what you're talking about on Wicked Smack. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring Rolari to the captain's quarters and put her in front of the fire. Oh. Interesting. Is magic. Oh, that makes sense. Also, there is food. Would you like crab cake? I do enjoy a crab cake. I bring you a crab cake. Wait. So, um, how does this food situation work? We... Well, like, like, did these, you just I... have? I close the cloche. Um, and I touch the green gem and I say, more crab cake. And I, and then I open the, the cloche and there's more crab cakes, I would assume. Yes. I want to try something. I get it. Hold and I just like, hold on, hold on. I get all the crab cakes. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, get all the crab cakes out. And the mouth, and I'm just like close it, and I touch the green gem. Milk. The green gem glows. Oh god! And, and then I open it, <laughs> and there is a uh, flagon of milk. Oh, oh, oh you are benevolent. You are very <laughs> benevolent because he would have been opening it and got milk everywhere had it been me. He did not say we're receptacle. <laughs> Oh, oh, GM, you get the happy face to huck the back. It's the way the cre the, the thing is made. <laughs> oh, Mel, oh, this is a, this has turned into a good day. Quinn's gonna go over to the cloche and tap the green gem and order a steak with rice, rare, 
steak with rice, and a glass of cucumber sandwich milk. And lo and behold, you get it. Yes. Yeah. That seems, um, I mean, the steak is all right. Rice isn't bad, but the milk, the, 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 why would you ruin good milks? It's perfectly delicious. What are you talking about? No, no, milk is... Is it a delicacy where you're from? In a way, yes. What 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 kind of animal is that from? What kind of animal is what from? Your milk. Cow, I would assume. Oh, it just looks different. Yeah, it's cucumber sandwich milk. See, th these people, they are, um, they are misguided and do not know what is right. Um, would you care to join me? And I walk over and I touch the cloche and I say, two bowls of cream, please. Oh, you're getting the good stuff. Okay. And I present a bowl of cream to my, my smaller cat friend. Oh, the Sid's going to be sitting there lapping it up. <laughs> Aldun just takes a crab cake and finds a chair and slings his bag off of his back and just kind of gets cozy. Give me a uh, constitution saving throw, everyone. Oh no. Unenthusiastically make a saving throw. Aldun? 30 20. Merp? Natural 20 for a double deuce. 22. Quinn? 15. Raylari? 15. Sid? N? And Reeve? 13. Thank you. Tear was rolling to see how lactose intolerant we are. <laughs> You'll begin to grow tired. Your belly's full, your body's warm. This little cabin cozy. Quinn's gonna take the bed. It's it's a king. People can join her if they want to. Reeve will snug up on the floor. Sorry. Reeve will just snug up on the floor in front of the fire. Once Raylari has legs again and is all the way dry, she'll just get her bedroll out. Sid's going to curl up in the seat of one of the chairs. Aldun will take a couch with his blanket. Merp will take the other couch, but curl up. 
I Queen's guess I get all this room to myself. And then she splays out for sleep. <laughs> Quinn goes as you full splay starfish. Out, as you splay out full starfish, you will feel a hand grasp first your mouth, then your wrists and your ankles. She's struggling. Do any of us hear the sound? Or? Everyone give me perception checks. Aldoon. 17. Merp. 25. Raylari. Nah, I don't hear shit. Six. Sid. Thirty twenty. And Reeve. Ten. Merp, you will hear something. I get up and cautiously approach the sound. You see a sleeping Quinn. It was nothing. Go back to the couch. As you turn around, you're looking yourself in the eyes. Merp will touch your forehead and say, Purify. And you will feel yourself shatter into a thousand pieces. Something weird in that milk. And it's not the cucumber sandwich. I didn't even have any milk. That's just weird. The rest of you will sleep comfortably through the night, devoid of nightmares. It is the waking that will be interesting, because you will feel movement as you wake. Um, does anyone else feel that? By music. Well, I guess it didn't want to play. Sid's going to stretch and open one eye. Look around. You're in a different room. It is utilitarian in the decoration. It is warm, but there is no fire. There are two portholes, one on the east and one on the west. But it is definitely movement. Are the others in the room with him? Yes. Okay. He's going to get up and try to go to a porthole. I don't know that he's tall enough. He is not tall enough. Um, can someone help me? Uh, yeah, Reeve will come over and picks it up with one hand and just... He's going to look out the porthole. You see clouds. 
It's day. What do you see? Um, clouds. Are, um... Anything else? Like, are we in the clouds, or are there clouds in the sky? You look. That's a good idea. Are, are Quinn and I here, and do you, are we awake? Do we wake up at this? Yes. Okay. Uh, Reeve, as you look, you will see clouds. You are in the clouds. Uh, hmm. I had the weirdest dreams. Nope, I think we're having the weirdest dream now. No, it's no, not. I... It's not it's not a competition, everyone. We can all have weird dreams together. Is it my imagination or is this not the same room where we fell asleep? So these it's... definitely not the same room where Murphs fall asleep. I mean, also Can we Murp... trust anything about that chip? Murp heard Quinn's make noise and went to check, but Quinn's was asleep. Then Murps turned around and Murps was facing Murps, and Murps touched Murps' forehead and says, Purify, and then Murps shatters into a million pieces. Next thing I know, I'm hearing you talk of moving. You, you must have been very unpure. Apparently. Is there a door in this room? There is. Aldun, with a blanket around his shoulders, is going to kind of, like, half- awake, kind of stand up, and then just walk to the door instinctively and open it. It opens up into nothing. You see clouds and the ground several thousand feet beneath you. That would definitely jar Starlim awake as he almost falls forward. And we'll close the door and lean up against it and slide down the door and be like, um, we don't want to go out this door. Why, are there more fake ghosts? No, just more clouds. Lots and lots of clouds, and the ground thousands of feet below us. Uh, are you telling me we're trapped in this room? Um, well, no, I'm we saying that jump we're out? flying. Okay. Merp um, can go check and see how is. That is true, you can fly. I don't <clears throat> want to jump to conclusions, but what if there's a second big squid screw with brain thing? Well, then we would need to know these, yes? Um, by the way, Tyr, did we get a long rest? You did. Yay. Excellent. Cool. Oh, stay but before you do anything, please everyone make perception checks. That I'm great at. Aldoon. Nine. Everything seems fine, Aldoon. Merp. Thirteen. All right. I need everyone but Merp to earmuff. Merp. 
You can't feel your magic. Okay. Anything before I bring them back? Nope, nope, that's good. Quinn. 24. Right? Your bag feels extra heavy. She'll look in it. As you open it, it almost vomits everything that was in it out. What the hell? Ray Laurie? 18. I need everyone but Rilari to hear muff. Rilari, you cannot feel your magic. Oh, that's concerning. May I bring the others back? Yes. Sid? 14. You hear a clunk as the compass falls off your wrist. Oh, that's one problem solved or not. Not sure. He's going to tentatively pick it up with his other fingers. It is gone cold. To throw it in his bag for now. And Reeve. Ten. Everything seems fine. This is a good day. You are lamenting that there is no magic cloche to get more milk, but everything oh. else is good. Um, Only there are other ways to get milk. Murps does not want to alarm people, but um, Murps cannot feel connection to the divine. The great and powerful Murp is not here. At least you didn't have your bag just spit everything out at you. She's trying to stuff everything back in. It will not all fit. Then you cannot feel <sighs> you cannot feel your magic either. No no, I can't I can't do I mean, I could still go check out the outside because I'm really good at the climbings, but I can't fly right now or touch, do anything spell-related, it seems. I attempt an augury. Okay. Throw the bones down on the floor and look at them. The Reds will win the Super Bowl. Uh, this makes no sense. How is one bowl better than another? I don't... And why a red one? And I pick them back up and stick them in my pocket. I cannot feel mine either. And Quinn, I would suspect that your bag is not functioning correctly because it is a magic bag. And if magic is not functioning, then your bag will not either. That doesn't make sense. If magic's not functioning, how are we not falling? I do not know. I'm not familiar with anything in the air. 
I say we tie a rope around Sid's waist because Sid's the lightest, so if they fall, we can pull them up easily and have Sid investigate. Um, Sid, how good are you at the climbings? I need to climb. I'm a cat. I'll land on my feet. It's fine. Wait, do any of you still have rope? Quinn's gonna see if she's got a rope. You do? Yeah. Um... I am above table. I don't know how a merp would communicate this effectively, but for that, uh, I actually have a climbing speed. So that means I, I climb like I walk. I don't know if tabaxis get that or not. Aldun's going to check the outside the door again by opening the door a little bit and poking his head out to see if we're falling you're not falling can I get a feeling of if we're going up or if we're going like forward you're going forward you can tell by the ground beneath you as it passes oh, it's or the ground. ocean rather oh, okay it's ocean uh he'll close the door y'all I think I think we might need to just take this as a blessing. I think there's something carrying us. That would be my guess. And we might be passing somewhere where magic is not like around. And that maybe we'll Things just pass through. Carrying it. us? I, I want to know if something's carrying us. Yes, I agree. Is um, there like glass on the portholes or are they just open holes? They're, they're glass. Um, is there anything in the room, like, structurally, or any support beams or columns or anything? Nothing visible like that, no. Okay, so, Eldon, uh, you might want to move away from the door if I'm going to go out the door to go up. I don't usually prevent things from happening or stand in the way of things. But I think in this instance, I am going to say no. I don't want anybody to go outside this door and fall outside and die. And rope snaps or you let go of the rope. I say we just count our blessings and maybe play cards while we wait for the other shoe to drop. Verbally. Since just flex his claws at Eldoon. Yeah, Merp does the same. We we are made for this. We we tie a rope, we tie off. It'd be fine. I still don't know. Think what a great song it will be. I don't want to write a song about a dead rival. Sid is going to, like, pounce onto Aldoon. I knew you loved me. See? You don't want to see me die. And he's going to start, like, rubbing his face up on Aldoon. Trying while to get his set all over him. While that's going on, Murp has pulled out their rope and has tied it around themselves and is handing the other end uh, to Reeve. Yeah, do you mind securing this? Don't let's die. And okay. Murp goes to try and move past 
uh, Aldoon while Sid is assaulting him with okay. love. This is not what I expected. The con no, get off, please. And he's all wrapped at Aldoon, like he's flicking the end of his tail in your face and everything, like <laughs> all love and all on you. You are a humanoid-ish thing, not a cat. Come on, you've evolved past this. All right, Locke, you open the door. I open the door, and I'm going to reach up and 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 grab at, above the door, and I'm going to start climbing. As you reach out, you will see two crystals on either side of the door glow blue for a moment, and then release a electric charge. You will take 29 points of damage and are knocked back into the room. Ow! Marp! Marp! Piece of marp! This is just going to make Sid curl more around El Dude. Oh, look! You saved me! <laughs> Just get off me. How dude it's not very strong, but he's strong enough to push this. Murp is now completely poofed from the electricity. Uh uh Mr. Von Murpington, what happened? Uh there is um crystals outside the door. They lit up blue and then big sparky. Um and threw me back inside. Okay, so we're in a prison. Oh, wait. So, if the crystals did the zippy-zippy, that sounds like magic. Did you feel merp before you got shot? Did I feel merp before I got shot? You did not. No, I did not. I did not feel. You will feel the movement begin to decelerate. There's almost a jerking as it comes to a halt. And you will hear the clank of metal against metal outside the door. I, I do not like this. Ray Larry's basically backed into a corner. I draw my rapier. Did not sound the, like a good sound. The door will open. And you will see that you are docked. There is a landing tunnel leading out of the room. Well, better to not look gift horse in the mouth. I'm doing old pack his stuff, but sling it back onto his back and start heading out the door and be like, y'all come in or... You said to... And Sid's going to start walking behind him. Reveal as well, but with his sword strong. Merp tentatively comes out the door looking up. And There's when they no don't shock. get zapped, they'll now continue. Quinn is going to try and get everything back in the bag once more to see if it now will take everything. It will not. <sighs> then she's going to be awkwardly carrying the things that she can't fit in it. As you walk off into the, the tunnel that travels for about 30 feet and then branches in six directions, there is a picture of each of you 
above each tunnel. I do not like this at all. I don't know that it's wise to split up. No, Marup does not like. But it's my tunnel. Look. Okay, so we all go in Aldoon first. <laughs> as soon as Al you push Aldoon past the threshold, a portacus falls. Hey, hang on. That's. Uh, I like this even the, less now. The floor will begin moving as sort of like those uh, mobile walkways at an airport. And you see Aldoon travel backwards into the shadow. We'll be on this adventure together! If that wasn't uh, so weird, that'd be so cool. I think civil rights have disbanded. We're in jail now. Best his, just play along. His mother is going to kill me. If she can, if she can break into jail. Uh, and Reeve will go to his. And just uh, like without Dune, the portcullis will fall, and the floor will begin traveling you into the darkness. I wonder what happens if I do this, and Quinn's going to walk into um, Sid's tunnel. You will be shocked. You will see the crystals light up like Merp saw, and you will take 29 points of damage and be thrown backwards. All right, I don't need to be told twice. That shit hurts. I'm not doing it again. And I I step in. I turn back to face everyone, watch the portcullis drop. And as I start to be moved backwards, I salute with my rapier. And I just fade into the darkness. <laughs> As the kids say, peace y'all about. I guess I'm going in line. I still do not like this. Not one bit. I don't think any of us do. And they can't make me go down there. I'll just sit here. It's just going to sit on the floor. And the floor will begin to get hot, glowing red. Mm. Before long, you will take damage. When it gets almost unbearable, he'll pounce over to his tunnel. I guess Raylari will be the last one to tentatively step into hers. Still very concerned. And as you all fade into the darkness, we're going to take our first break. We'll be back in 10 minutes. we get our beverages of choice and our snickety snacks. Cliffhanger. Sorry it took a little longer. I'm not doing well. Uh, Locke. Hi, everybody. I'm Locke Clark. Still. And uh, I'm going to take a moment to talk to you about our partner in this endeavor, Dubby. Dubby is an energy drink. Comes in a powdered form. 
So you save not only on shipping weight, but help the environment by doing so and not having a bunch of water shipped to you. Um, and Debbie has no sugar, no maltodextrin, no artificial colors uh, or flavors, just all the energy you need with none of the crash or jitters. They even make a non-caffeinated formula, just in case you can't have caffeine. So you're going to go check out Debbie. That's www.dubby.gg and put in offer code Will of the Dice at checkout for 10% off. That's www.dubby.gg, offer code Will of the Dice, all one word, all lowercase, at checkout for 10% off. Try Debbie today. All right. So when we left the party, they had awoken on an airship. Their magic untouchable, their magic items non-functional. They had been directed without word, prod or steward into tunnels where porticuses did fall and they were carried off into the darkness. Your journey will be short as you will find yourself in a room 20 by 20. They are opulently furnished. Silken sheets on the twin-sized bed. There is beautiful gilded furniture. There is the small fireplace, the, a magic cloche like that that you saw on the ship. The only thing that is out of the ordinary is one of the walls is glass. Go walk over to the glass and look through it. Absolutely. Nope. Sid's finding the darkest corner he can find and hiding, whether that's under the bed, behind a couch, whatever. Give me a stealth check, Sid. You will see, as you look, other rooms like this, Aldoon and Merp. You see across the hall, there is a dragonborn. There is a half-elf. There is an elf in the three rooms that you can see. They are just going about their daily lives. Merp says out loud, well, Merp supposes if this is to be their prison, there are worse prisons, suppose. I got a 17. Okay. Thank you. Can I see any of my companions? from my glass window? You cannot. Can I? You cannot. If Reeve approaches the glass, will he see the same thing? Yes. Okay, Reeve will just stand patiently, I guess. Just not really knowing what's going on, but kind of feeling like he doesn't have much control in the situation, so. He still thinks he's in prison, so he's just going to stand. Ray Larry will go investigate the window. And you Glass will see wall. There, there are a halfling and a dwarf across from you. 
just doing their thing. Larry's going to back away from it. Um, back, like, all the way to the back wall. Kind of freaking out. Alden's going to bang on the glass, trying to get the, the attention of the people across from it. Nothing happens. Uh, Merp takes out some uh, some paper and a quill and writing um, like one to two letters maximum per page uh, writes uh, where and, and holds them up against the glass waiting for someone to notice. The half-elf will look over, shake their head, and go back to their book. Merp will stay there and wait and see if any of the others notice. Raylar is going to start. She's basically, she's having a panic attack and she's going to start shouting. I can hear you, Raylar. I will not be kept like some prized fish on a wall. Quinn's just going to dump everything she had in her hands onto the floor that wouldn't fit in her bag of holding and go lay on the bed and just stare at the ceiling, occasionally glancing at the people across from her. Aldoon will take out all of his stuff, checking on their various forms of dampness or anything, and... Hopefully his tobacco is still a little dry and he'll pack a small pipe and begin to smoke in his room, sitting in a chair. Time will pass. The cloches will all grow, indicating that food has arrived. Gwen will Murph's check Westwood. For... Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Murph's arms were getting tired, so Murph finally takes the signs down, stacks the pages, puts them on a desk, and then Curious goes over and checks the cloche. It is crab cakes. Gwen's gonna see what she's getting for Dindins or lunch. Baked rice and cucumber sandwich milk. Hmm. Reeve will go check his clush. Milk. I'll do it, I'll check his. 
crab cakes. He just takes one out and begins munching on it, just sitting in the chair. After a while, the lights will go out. When the when the lights go out, <clears throat> Sid is going to try to slide out from where he was and just look around to see if he can see anything. Give me a uh, perception check. Quinn's also going to see just how much she can see with the lights out, like across the glass and stuff. 19. Quinn? Perception. That is an 18. Y'all will notice that the rooms across from you, the lights have gone out as well, and the occupants have gone to bed. Everyone give me an insight check. I'm looking for 17 or better. Quinn? 22. So, Quinn and Christina, you two got above 17? Yep, got their 20. You're in a zoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rilari's been having just, like, an absolute freak out the entire afternoon. Like, the bedding is thrown on the floor. The pillows have been thrown across the room. Any books or anything have been thrown at the glass. Because she's pretty sure she... She was pretty sure she was being kept. Like, some kind of trophy. And she's throwing a fit. Funnily enough, my first thought was, ah, oh, crap, we're in a menagerie. Like, we're in a zoo. And I was right. <laughs> um, Sid wants to inspect the room. Like, he just wants to slowly, like, look along the seal of the, like, glass window in the corners, the door that he came in. Like, he's just checking it all out to get the lay of the land. Give me an investigation check. Yeah, <clears throat> 11. It is a 20 by 20 room with a glass wall. The door that you came into seems to be secured from the other side. All right. He wants to go back to the corner that he was hiding in before. Okay. And then he wants to start with his claw, like, digging at, like, where the walls meet and see if he can make a mark, a dent, anything. Roll a d100. Come on, d100. <laughs> I got a four. <laughs> No, no, you cannot. 
my god. That was so bad. Oh. Quinn is going to take a little bit of time for some self-care before she goes to bed. She wants to see if anyone comes by the glass in the morning. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, Merp is going to um, kneel in prayer. Um, trying to make contact with Merp. Okay. Mm. Nothing happens. Reeve still has all these equipment. He'll practice his sword forms for a little bit and then just go to bed. Okay. Aldoon will have some crab cakes. We'll kind of putter around the room. Pull out his sham. Play a little bit just to keep himself up on that. And then he'll just kind of get ready and wind down and go to bed. Lori? She's basically going to keep going till she's exhausted. Falls asleep. Okay. Keep going, pushing past the threshold. You will take a point of exhaustion. The darkness will linger for a while. Then the lights will come on. And you will see in the hallway a conglomeration of merfolk. Man, woman, child, walking through, looking at the exhibits. It's a merfolk? Yep. When they come into view and I can see what they are, I'm going to start banging on the glass. A little kid puts his face against the glass and blows, mocking you as you beat on the glass. I'm going to flash my teeth at them. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go, Siren. Black eyes, sharp teeth. They seem impressed. The Some of the adults will usher their children over to let them see you. And they will gonna, move on. I'm going to flip them all off. I'll do no rise with the light stretch ask for bacon and eggs from his cloche and you will get it start having break like do the whole pack a pipe have it hanging out of his mouth while he eats while he eats at the same time settles in for his now life as an exhibit it's finally going to go over to the cloche and look inside of it. Grab cakes. He'll grab them and go back to his little hidey hole. He wants to try to see if he can figure out a way between the blanket and the rain catcher to like build himself like a little tent under there. Yeah, yeah, you can. 
he is going to secure himself in. He does not want to be anybody's exhibit. He is making himself as small and as invisible as he can feel that he is. Whether he is or not, don't know, but he wants to feel like he's invisible. Upon seeing the first people walk through, Murp is going to, realizing what's going on, um, grab his food and take it and basically putting himself on the other side of the bed, lay down on his stomach and open um, the blank book that he has and begin working on writing the the book of Merp. Okay. In the beginning, there was void. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Reeve will go to the seeing Merfolk coming through and approaching his display. Reeve will go to the conch, touch it, and go grilled fish. Grilled fish will appear, and he'll just go stand ominously in front of the glass. And when the Merfolk come in front, he'll like bring up the grilled fish like tail first and just be like, okay, just eat menacingly. Quinn is just putting herself on full display, not full frontal, just she is she's eating up attention. She's posing, she's doing all sorts of like cutesy faces. She's she's putting on a show. This will be the routine for what will be days. Does anybody want to try anything different during this time? The next time that the lights go out, Quinn is taking one of her daggers and she's going to start trying to chip away at a corner of the glass. Okay. Roll a d100. Okie dokie. Forty-five. A little bit of the glass chips away. Every night when it gets dark, Sid's going to try working at that corner again. Okay, D100. <laughs> Quinn is also just going to keep doing that little by little. 61. You're starting to make a dent. Uh, Merp is, just in case I wasn't clear, anytime the lights are on and there are people, Merp is that exhibit you go by in the zoo where you look in the habitat and you're like, where, where, where are they? I don't, it says this is a snake, but I don't see the snake in there. Merp is, is hiding behind the bed, laying there writing, completely out of view of everyone. And as soon as the lights go out, Merp takes out a dagger and starts trying to pry up, pry up floorboards under the bed to see if there's D100. anything. D100. Thirty-one. Unfortunately, there's. 
nothing to purchase. It is smooth floor, well joined. Try again tomorrow. Uh, Reeve will just uh, start doing Goring Rush at the window once or twice a night. Just all right. Rolling the first. Roll. Yeah. Damn, ah, twelve. You break through the glass. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that to work. And I'm going to go, uh, like, just to my left and see if there's anyone I recognize in there. You see Aldoon? Uh, he's uh, sitting and reading one of the books that's up just, from the shelf. Just, like, knock on the glass. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, hi. Waves. Told me to get you up. Now, dude's like, I guess, and shrugs, starts <laughs> packing his bag back together. We will try to headbutt the glass again. Uh, 25. Oh, shit. You know. I figured it's. No, I'm surprised it, it took you this long to do that. Yeah. It took days of study, but I figured out glass breaks when you hit it hard. That's astounding. And how long did it take you to, to figure that out? How long have we been here? Long enough, good buddy. <laughs> long enough. Well, I guess, uh, I guess we're breaking out now, huh? Well, guess so. Seemed like something fun to try. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He'll take out his short bow and knock an arrow into it and be like, I'll cover you. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll just find the next companion. With Ari? All right. Just wave. Uh, getting to Relori's exhibit, you'll see everything is trashed the mattress is shredded the blankets and pillows are shredded everything that was on shelves is thrown uh, any any furniture that can be overturned has been overturned oh that makes me more desperate to get in <laughs> headbutt attack roll 10 uh shake it off and try again no it worked <laughs> Oh. oh, it did? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood. It's like, basically, pfft. Hey, Larry! Reeve. Uh. Oh, I'm so grateful to see you. She's actually going to go over and, like, like she's going to hug him and then stop. It's okay, you can hug me. She's going to hug him, like, as tight okay. as, she can, as her <laughs> little frame can. Oh, good. We found Raylari. Uh, Aldun is kind of keeping his eyes to one end of the hallway, just in case somebody is coming down that way. Okay. We could, if we, we can... find who put us in here, I'm going to tear them apart. 
Sounds good. We can debrief about what's happened in here later. I think we should just, I just need to break as many of us out as possible, as quick as possible. So. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course. And she'll let go of him. Let, let's go. Do, 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 do. Next, you come to Merp. Hi, Merp. I, I hate to do this to myself, but Merp is still laying half under the bed, out of view, prying at floorboards. It, the only the only sign that Merp is there is that there's a stack of papers with, and the top one has a giant W written on it. W. There's also a picture of Merp above the glass. Oh. <laughs> All right. Natural 20. The glass shatters. Now roll a D100, because on a nat 20, that's some force. Do you get cut? Let's find out. That's a 32. You're fine. Okay. Merp, you will hear the shattering of glass. Um, Merp pokes his head up. Oh, Chase, my friends, you have found me. And, and stands up and puts his dagger away, closes the book of Merp, finds it closed, grabs the papers, puts them back in the pack. Uh, is this, um, what you call it, um... Prison break? I don't know. I just started headbutting stuff, but, you know, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Surprisingly, that would work more often than I thought it would. I would have thought not, but yeah, all right, fine, it's good. Um, and Merp draws his sh sword and puts on his shield. All right. Next is Quinn. Quinn has her chest pressed against the glass. She's trying to make friends with the people across from her in very strange just, ways. Just like come around the corner, like really, like aggressively, and sounds like, huh? She is still wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, but like, <laughs> still, it's. Ah, there's Quinn. She'll wave and back away from the class. <laughs> I didn't realize it was these sorts of exhibits. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. No, psych myself up. And then headbutt. That's a 12. It shatters. Hello. My hero. Sorry I broke your glass. You seem to be liking it. Eh. She's gonna grab up all the stuff that was in her bag of holding that she just jumped, dumped on the floor and form up with everybody. Somewhere Merp in the middle. Some back some backpack space for what you can't carry. It's appreciated. Alright. And finally a Sid. Eh, let's just leave. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, Reeve, I'm not going to say we don't just leave, but we could. I'm kidding. Or were you kidding? I'm. Aldir, we are taking you... Sid with us. Whatever you guys want to do is what I want to do. 
Headbutt. Jeez. Stupid question. Of course he'd. 16. And it shatters. Upon hearing it shatter, you'll hear Sid hiss, and then his head will stick out. He's okay. Oh, okay, hang on a second. He's gonna dismantle his little tent. Pack all his stuff up. Go over to the cloche. Be like, charcuterie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then open it up and stick all the meats and cheeses in his bag. So we have food. Jace, he's very wise. Um, <laughs> hey, um, Merp points over at the, um, the half-elf, the elf, and the dragon that he could see from from his room. And is like, um, should we see if they want to come? Are they hostile? I don't fucking know. I mean, we already have a dragon. Sort of. We do. I mean, this doesn't seem right to leave them stuck down here in this um, non-petting zoos. Eldun, do we save your brethren? I want to do what everyone else wants to do. And he will don't, finger guns. Don't listen to him. Before we got to your habitats, um, Eldun was super insistent that we have to rescue seeds. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, we've known each other forever. He couldn't leave me abandoned. The sound of a clarion will begin to blare out. Time to go! Draw a sword. Short bow is drawn. Arrow in it. You can um, continue the way you were traveling or go back the way you came. Uh, Merp runs over to... Um, let's roll a d3 to figure out which one. Uh, three. Uh, Half-elf. Merp runs over to the half-elf enclosure and is just going to punch it with his shield and try and break right. the glass. Make an attack roll. Uh, I assume it's strength-based? Yep. So that'll be 13 plus 4 is uh, 17. 17. It shatters. The half-elf looks at you. What are you doing? We are breaking out. Want to come? No, absolutely not. I saw what happened to the last ones. Yeah, all right. And Merp takes off running. Following the others. Whichever way we're going. So when we were in the exhibit... And Ray Laurie was, you know, making threatening gestures at people. Did they ever go both directions or were they only walking in one direction? They were only walking in one direction. When they passed our exhibits, they went this way. We should too. Perhaps that's the direction to the exit. Okay. Smart. Works for the burp. So I guess we're running. Like the kids from the breakfast club down the hallway. Doom. No, no rights. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Tricky Tear. What keeps most animals in captivity? 
is the fact that they believe they are in captivity. So, uh, you all are running. You will come to a set of stairs going up. Up we go. Jace. There is three switchbacks. You finally find yourself on a landing. There is an open door, but there is a portcullis blocking the door. Uh, is there anything on the walls around it? There is a lever. Can I reach the lever? You cannot. Hey, what about this? Reeve picks up Sid. Oh, puts it back down. <laughs> you pull the lever. You hear tink, 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 and the portcullis opens. Good man. Sid's gonna go. You step out onto the deck of an airship. Those of you that use magic will feel your magic return as you are outside the field of, field of anti-magic. Oh, you will, yes. You will see three creatures. They are a conglomeration of wolf, and tiger, and dragon, and bear. They have been sewn together. Think island of Dr. Mon Monroe. And there is behind them an individual dressed in white with a safari hat and a walking cane. Oh, dear. <laughs> so you had a breakout, did we? Get them! Please roll initiative and join me in Albear Rodeo. What the heck did you do to those poor things? I was, I was, I had to figure out what to do, so I came up with for the moment. All right, we're going to start with Reeve. Three. Uh, Sid. Roll it at 20 when it counts, least. 24. Ray Laurie. Four. Uh, uh, Quinn. 16. And Merp. 7. And Aldoon. I also got 24 via the natural 20. Whose dex is higher? I have a 17. Beat me, I'll get a 16. Here, do I still have the point of exhaustion from the first night? Did you sleep? Yeah, she would have eventually slept and stuff. No, you got it. Alright. Alright, um, Aldun, you're up first. Alright, Aldun is going to take uh, some movement. While uh, you're taking movement, I'm going to try to get our battle music. Is there nothing? Moving 15 feet to Aldoon's left um, is going to then uh, very quickly let loose an arrow at creature number one. All right, please go ahead and make that attack roll. 
I rolled a natural one. Okay, Carebot should be working. So it's... Uh, fail melee? Uh, it's a it's an arrow, so would it be fail? It's range? still melee. Okay. Oh, yeah, there is a range. Never mind. Okay. And Terabot's not working. So I'm just going to say you lost your arrow. Okay. Um, is that your turn? Yes, that will be my turn. Sid, you're up. Okay. Um, Sid is going to advance 25 feet towards the creatures. And then right. is going to cast a color spray at second level. So I get 8d10. So it affects 54 points worth of creatures. They all are higher than that. Okay. Sorry. No problem. He had to try. Yep. I forgot that I had an encounter thingy, so I'm just putting this into encounter thingy. All right. That will bring up the uh, horrific creatures. Number one will charge uh, Aldun. It, it runs at sort of a limp because like one leg is that of a human. The other leg is that of a, like a, a bear. It takes an attack with its claw. I'm going to use my froggy dice. I'm going to miss. It's second attack is also going to miss. Rabbit. No, look, I, I don't. They won't show up, but I got dice that have frogs inside of them. Oh, nice! Because I my nickname is Frog. I have an AC of fourteen. Are you sure they miss? I rolled a three and a four. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I I can say they hit if you would prefer. No, 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 no. I was just like, I have a very low AC, so I wanted to make sure. Number two charges Sid. That will that's a natural two. That is a natural four. So that dice is going in timeout, and we're going to use this dice. I changed out all my dice because I felt that Raph's dice were unfair. I think I'm going back to them tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> uh number three charges Rilari. <sighs> That is an 18. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to hit me. All right, dice. Let's make it hurt so good. 
13 points of slashing damage. Second attack is a two plus... So nine? Nope. That one's going to miss. All right. Okay. Uh, can Reeve use his reaction if number three is done? Yeah. Uh, he's going to invoke his cloud rune. So number three, who finished within 30 feet of him, needs to make a wisdom save, DC 15, against charms. My red panda table shaker. What is their wisdom? Oh, by one point I missed it. Oh, yep. So they are charmed into a dreamlike stupor. Uh, for one minute, speed of zero, incapacitated. Uh, repeat saving throw, end of each of its turns, ending on an excess. It does not state that taking damage removes it from this. All right. Oh, sorry. That's stone rune, not cloud rune. Stone rune. The individual dressed in white, you're ruining everything, will throw their walking cane forward. A moat of light will blast forward. A fireball will erupt. I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. All right, Aldun. 24. You will take 11 points of damage. Merp. 16. You will take 11 points of damage. Quinn. 24. 11 points of damage. Do you have evasive? Um, I know I've got uncanny dodge. Okay. Ray Laurie. 14. You will take 22 points of damage. Sid. 15. 11 points of damage. And Reeve. 17. 200 points of damage. No, I'm kidding. Aww. Aww. And that will bring up Quinn. Alrighty. Quinn is going to take her movement to move. Uh, 30 feet up to the side of number one next to okay. Aldoon. And... Traveling northeast. Yep. And then she's going to attack with her rapier. Alright, make that attack roll please. I think that's gonna miss. That's a nine. That does miss. That is her turn. All right, that'll bring up Merp von Merpington. All right. Merp is uh, going to take movement straight forward, going east across the map. 
to there seems let me double check the uh, oh yeah well within my range uh and cast bane uh at third level targeting one two and callan the guy in white So that is a charisma saving throw, DC 15. Kalen will pass his. The rest will fail. So let me put red on them. Remind me when it's their turn. I will forget. I Actually, uh, yeah, I'll remind you when they... Uh, any attack or saving throw that they make until the spell ends, they take a D4 off of it. So. And All right. I think that's my turn. That'll bring up Rilari. Can I, I can see that the creature in front of me has become passive, right? Yep. Yeah, Rilari is going to move around the creature then, since it's become passive, and move past it. Um, mostly so that she can see the guy in white more clearly. And she's going to cast Shatter on him, dropping the the spell just behind him to put Merp outside of its range because it's a 10-foot sphere. All right. He'll need a con save of 14. That is a natural 18 on the dice. Then he'll take half damage. All righty. Sixteen, so he'll take eight points of damage from her shatter. All right, is that Rilari's turn? Oh, she's gonna scream. She's pissed. All right, Reeve, you're up. Okay, sorry, just doing some measurements. Uh, Reeve will take thirty feet to get up to here. Up to... Sorry, yes. Up to next to Sid, so that he's in front of the second beast. Um, and... And then he is going to take uh, all of his attacks at number two. All right. Go ahead and make that attack roll. Okay. First short sword. So, 23. That will hit. That's 11 piercing. All right. Second attack. Ooh, that's the same. 23 again. That's 10 piercing. And bonus action, offhand attack. So he's going to go for third slash with his second short sword. That's a 17. That will hit. Okay, cool. Hey, this D6 is going well. That's 11 piercing damage. Alrighty. And scene.
that will take us back to the top. Aldun Farthweather. Uh, Aldun is going to take some movement to uh, swing around to the other side of number one to kind of get actually a better shot at the guy in white. And is going to knock another arrow and fire. That's a 21. That will hit. Okay, that'll be for... Ooh, nine piercing. All right. And then as a bonus action, uh, he's going to look back to Quinn and be like, that's how you get things done, and gives a thumbs up, and is going to give bardic inspiration to Quinn. Yay! For the Remind next me. ten minutes, you have a D8 to spend on one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. It can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. All right. Is that and your turn? turn? All right, Sid. All right. Um, Sid's gonna try to attack number two. They're right in front of me. Why not? Ah, because I can't hit anything. That was an eight. <laughs> I'm afraid that will miss. Aim's too low, right between, like, not between the legs, but, you know, between the legs. <laughs> All right. Number one, I'm going to roll a die to see which way it goes. It goes after Quinn. That's a gotcha. d12, that's not a d20. We'll use the big one. 15 to hit. That hits. Now there's 12 points of slashing damage. Second okay. attack. 11. That will miss. Number three is going after Reeve. That is an 22. That'll hit. 13 points of slashing. Hmm. Is that is. Muted. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was muted. Um, uh, number If it's number two attacking Reeve, don't forget to subtract a D4 from his roll. Alrighty. So that would have been 18. Yeah, I thought I'll hit. All right. And this is 19 to hit. Yep. 14 points of slashing. Number two will make their saving throw to try to get unstupefied. That is a eight. Uh, Kaylin will panic and drop another fireball in the middle of all of you. So, even the creatures. So, deck save, please. I would like to use my reaction to use my uncanny dodge to quarter if I pass the damage. Uncanny dodge is for melee? Ah. It did not specify melee. It, it uses the word attack. attack. Okay. Yeah, with an attack, so that's my way. Okay. 
My bad. All right, Reeve. Nine. 18 points of fire damage. Sid. 22. Nine points of fire damage. Ray Laurie. 12. 18 points. She's down. All right. Uh, Quinn. 24 again. Nine. Uh, Merp. Uh, 18. Nine. And Aldoon. 19. 19. Okay, now I got to roll the saving throws for the creatures, including the minus D4 on the two that are baned. That will be a four, so they'll take full damage. They will take full damage. So number one is gone. Erupted in a fire of its own master's creation. You, Tier, you removed number two instead of number one. So that's what I meant, number two. It looked like a oh. one to me. Oh, no, that's okay. I just... I didn't want to have an unfair advantage if you removed the wrong one. That was all. No, I removed the right one. Okay. Uh, actually, in fact, that will... No, number three still has a few hit points. Okay. Uh... Sorry, I miscalculated a bit before with my health. Uh, Reeve is also down. Okay. Yeah. That will bring up Quinn. All right. We stabbing at number one with advantage because flanking. All right. How did I roll the exact same number twice? And I definitely missed because that's an oh, eight. That will miss. Rest I rolled peace. two twos. Wow. You're rolling like me. That will bring up the mighty Merp. All right. Well, changes all of my plans. Um, uh, Merp pissed off and wanting to just rip apart the guy in front of him, but hearing Reeve and Rilari go down, curses an infernal and then turns and points at both of them and says, Purify! And cast Mass Healing Word nice. as a bonus action. Uh, let's see. Up to six creatures that I can see within 60 feet of me. I think that's everybody. Um, so that is uh, not a lot, unfortunately, but it's enough to get people standing. Uh, oh, that's uh, nearly my seven points of damage or of healing back to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and since that was a bonus action, uh, Merp is going to take movement to get right up in. Not a square. Right up in Callan's face. Um. And reaching out to plant a paw on uh, on Callan's forehead, uh, shouts something in celestial and burns word of radiance into him. 
That's a con save, please, Tyr. DC 15. You're muted. Is that a spell? Cantrip. Cantrip, okay. And it's an con action. Save. Use bonus action. Okay. Just making sure they yep. have a... Um, uh, they are baned, so... Oh, wait, no, they didn't get banned. No, they so didn't get banned. They, they made their save. They rolled a natural 20. Uh, I believe on Word of Radiance that it's an all or nothing. Uh... Yeah, it's all or nothing. Okay, so nothing happens. It looks real dramatic, and Merp lays a hand, and then nothing <laughs> happens, and Merp's like, fuck. All right, Ray Laurie. Raylari's livid, so she's going to use half her movement to get up, and then she's going to target Callan with magic missile. It's not much damage, but she's she's pissed. So it'll be the, all three darts at Callan, the guy in the white. And she doesn't want to hit Merp. Merp, you see these arrows come around you. It's like... So that'd be a total of 11 points of damage. And she's going to move a little closer. As you move closer, you come within the range of the scent of blood. Please make a mm -hmm. check to see if you frenzy. She is not going to resist because she is... Okay. She's targeting Callan. She's, she's right. done. Okay, Reeve. Okay, half movement, stand up. And then I'll go 10 feet to the west uh, so I can get up to number three there and I'm going to take some attacks against them if that's okay. That's fine, please do. Okay, uh, 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Uh, eight piercing damage. Alrighty. Uh, second attack, 22 to hit. We'll hit. Hey, 11 piercing damage. Alright. They still up? Yep. Uh... Yeah, screw it. All or nothing. Yep. Uh, offhand attack. Third. Third short sword. Oh, that's not good. That's 11 to hit. 11 hits. Oh, yay. 10 piercing damage. And number three will collapse. Is that your turn, Reeve? Uh, yep, that's done. That'll bring us back to Aldun Farthweather. Aldun will take a survey of everyone around, see that we're kind of haggard, and shout, Everyone feel better! Uh, casting a third level mass cure wounds, targeting members of the party. Members of my party, including myself, are nine healing for everyone. Yay, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you. And then, uh, turning back, whipping his head back around, uh, he's just going to look at the creature that's behind him and say, This motherfucker's not real! Uh, <laughs> casting uh, Vicious Mockery, the cantrip. Okay. So it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. DC 16. It is banged. I rolled a 7 naturally and then a 4 on the D4 for a 3. Cool. So um, it will take 1D4 psychic damage. So Oh, it's 2D4 because I am now 5th level. It will take 3 psychic damage. And it has disadvantage on its next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. All right. And that's Elden's turn. turn. All right. That'll bring up Sid. Um, Sid is going to cast Mirror Image so that three more Sids appear. Okay. Um, and then each time a creature targets me, I have to roll a d20 to determine whether it actually hits me or one of my dupes. Very cool. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right. The uh, the man in white, Kalen, will stab his uh, cane against the uh, ground and cast web on Merp. I need a dexterity save. 19. You're fine. Number one is going after, so say the dice. Aldoon. Uh, 17. 17 hits. That was with disadvantage, by the way. Cool. That is eight points of slashing. Next attack. 10. Woo, 10 does not hit. All right. Quinn. Stibbity stab with advantage on number one. Teen plus six, dirty 20. That'll hit. And I get my sneak attack because he was most recently engaged with Aldoon, correct? That and because you rolled with advantage, so either which way. Six in one hand, half dozen in the other. 3d6 plus my d8. Listen to all those clickety-clacks. ASMR. 14 damage. And that'll take care of them. That is her turn. 
We'll bring up Merp. Uh, all right, Merp gets a smile on their face, kind of like a cat who's caught a mouse, and um, is going to step back five feet away from Kalen, which will give him an attack of opportunity at disadvantage because I'm fleet-footed. I miss. And uh, uh, I hold out my hand and I hit him with a guiding bolt. All right. Uh, will a 17 hit? 17 will hit. That will be 5d6 damage. The smug prick. Uh, that is... Seventeen points of damage, and that will do them. Nice, woohoo! Now you only have one problem: Raylari's in a bloodlust. Oh, if Raylari has a chance to move, even with him down, she's going to go over there and start tearing his throat out. Okay, that's fine. I will love that. As combat comes to an end, you have. Basically liberated an airship, slain the curator of the Deep Sea Museum, and this is where we're going to end for the evening. Good job, guys. Just for the record, I don't know how Rulari's bloodlust works, but I'm just going to let her say herself on Kaylin. When when she's done with him, if she turns and looks like she's still going to keep going... I will cast calm emotions. All right. So that is said. Oh, she's going to shred him. All right. Thank you all so much for playing at my table. I hope you had fun. Absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's go ahead and remind people who we are and get out of here. Hi, Kendall. I'm everybody. I've been playing Reeve. Uh, We are both he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Kendall's Dumb and Blue Sky and Instagram at Kendall the Human. Hi, I'm Christina, the voice of Sid. I'm a she, her, Sid, a he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Tia School or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley, the voice of Ray Laurie, the seriously pissed off siren. And you can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Hi, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Quinn, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Captain Cuppy Cake. Hi, kitty. Kitty. Void. Sid. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> I remain Locke Clark, and this is the Void. Stare into the Void. Stare <laughs> into it. Yes. Yes, succumb to the Void. Uh, and I have been your Merp von Merpington. And you can find me all over the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. And I'm Patrick, the voice of Aldoon Farthweather. You can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. And I'm Tier the DM, the world's okay as DM. And you can find me on Twitter at Tier underscore the underscore DM or Blue Scott Tier the DM. Be kind to one another, love each other. Remember that love and inclusion are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Come join us and be torchbearers. And until next time, live a life to make yourself proud. We love you guys.